0: Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the Feast of All Saints and All Souls, our Feast of Title, and we read from the lectionary, which was Luke chapter 6, verses 20 to 31, preached by the Reverend Phil Burchard. As always, you can find more information about All Souls or more sermons on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. me a saint. I don't want to be dismissed that easily. You may recognize those as words of Dorothy Day, a 20th century icon of solidarity with those who have been downtrodden, discarded, and marginalized. Dorothy Day was a a tireless community organizer, a relentless opponent of war and violence, a devout Roman Catholic, and, well, possibly a saint. And this is where it gets a little interesting and somewhat ironic because nearly 30 years ago, uh, about 14 years after Dorothy had died, a group of American Roman Catholics began the process of canonization for Dorothy Day. Uh, That meant transcribing every word she had ever written, uh, every page of her diaries, all of her interviews, her books, everything she ever wrote. In all, it was 50,000 pages. It took them years. And they placed it in boxes and boxes and boxes, and then those boxes were sealed with wax and then sent to the Vatican. But throughout this process to canonize her, to officially recognize her as a saint of the church, including identifying at least two miracles that happened because of prayers to her, Supporters of this process have been grappling with Dorothy's own words. Don't call me a saint. I don't want to be dismissed that easily. On this feast day, when we recognize all the saints, I want us to consider what it means to be a saint. Yes, a saint with a capital S, but also a saint with a lowercase s. I say uppercase and lowercase because I'm not sure when this happened. It might have been the the 5th century. It could have been the 11th century. But somewhere along the way, in our efforts to identify a most holy and righteous life, we have um, kind of come to fetishize what a saint or a holy one is. And in the process, we have made it conveniently unattainable for the rest of us. And so, what Dorothy Day was trying to say is that saints aren't people who stand apart from humanity. Saints are extraordinary people, but at the same time, they aren't other than ordinary. They still struggle, they still suffer. And sometimes, saints actually can be hard to live with. And in the midst of that struggle, saints are, are kind of windows to God in that their words and their actions are so transparent that the light and the love and the mercy of God seem to, to pour through them. But here's the catch. The light and the love and the mercy of God don't just pour through them. The reason why Dorothy Day didn't want to be called a saint is because of how often we place people who live lives of sacrifice and of generosity and of compassion, we, we, we place them on pedestals and leave ourselves off the hook. I couldn't possibly do what they're doing we're such a saint. But what if we could? Our gospel teaching uh, for today, for this feast of all the saints, comes from a, a possibly familiar section of Luke's gospel. It's Jesus' sermon on the plain. Just before this passage, Jesus has been at work in, in the midst of all this pain Uh, and suffering, Jesus heals everyone uh, in the crowd of their diseases and of their troubled spirits. And then from that level place, Jesus looks up at his disciples and begins to teach. Blessed are you who are poor, who are hungry, who weep who are hated, excluded, reviled. Now, I actually find it challenging to hear these words, and not at the least because of the ways that the word blessed has been so stretched that it means so much and actually so little. I mean, my experience is that rarely when we use um, hashtag blessed, do we use it to describe these kinds of experiences? (laughs) And so some scholars have suggested that a better interpretation of the Greek word here, makarios, is being unburdened, being at peace, being satisfied, having dignity and respect. Hear the Beatitudes again. Unburdened are those who weep. Respected are those who are hated. With dignity are those who are reviled. I think what Jesus is teaching us is that if we want to participate in the realm of God, if we want to reliably know where Jesus will be, it's not in the places of ease and comfort. Look for the people who are in hardship and heartache. This is where the realm of God will be breaking in. Go there, Jesus says, and you will find God. But he doesn't stop there. (laughs) Unlike in the Gospel of Matthew, in Luke's version, Jesus isn't done. After he's named all those who who are satisfied in the realm, he continues. And you may remember uh, that to be true to the intent of this text, the use of woe in this passage is not about being cursed or being punished. The use of this word woe should really be read as woe. As in, it's a warning to those of us who place our trust in these particular ways of being. One biblical scholar helped me understand these woes this week by saying this. What if money, food, comfort, self-won security, respectability and the like, what if these are things that kill our souls? Not in some far-off afterlife, but right here, right now. What a tragedy to mistake them for benefits given by God then. I think this is what Dorothy Day was getting at in her concern for being placed on that pedestal as a saint. If Jesus is right, and these are the things we should be worried about, then Dorothy Day did her best to live by placing her attention and her trust elsewhere, consistently with those who were hungry, in distress, excluded, and reviled. This was how she understood Jesus' good news to be lived, and it didn't make her very popular sometimes and especially with those who had power in the government of our country and in the church she remained devoted to. But Dorothy's abiding concern was that if we simply offload our responsibility to live this way to St. Dorothy, because she's that much holier than I am, because that kind of living is reserved for capital S saints, then you and I will most assuredly get trapped by those woes. So what are we to do? How are we to live? Here again are some helpful words from that scholar of Luke's gospel. Rich, satiated, carefree, Respectable people can share immediately in this new existence of God, but only to the degree to which they participate in Christ's calling to enter into true solidarity with those who find themselves destitute, underfed, mournful, and vilified. Only to the degree to which we are in solidarity with those who find themselves destitute, underfed, mournful, and vilified. We hear this text a lot. And so I've been wondering, what is it, why don't we do this? <laughs> what, what keeps us from living this way? I think that at the times in my life when I have chosen to remain protected by those woes, is because it's uncomfortable to get close to pain and heartache when you don't have to do it. One of the banners that uh, we've hung on our triptych, that three-part sign here on cedar, uses words from Dorothy Day, actually, when she said, Love casts out fear, but we have to get over the fear in order to get close enough to love them. There are people all around us who are hungry, who are broken hearted, who have been pushed down or to the side. Jesus invites, walk alongside them, learn from them, love with them. This is what holiness, what saintliness is. And I actually believe that we are all called to be saints, not with the day set aside on the calendar for us, but saints in that we're able to recognize the woes in our lives and be willing to set aside these privileges so that we can be in real relationship with those who are suffering. In the end, we might come to the kind of sainthood that Dorothy Day actually could live with. Because she was afraid that the way she lived would be seen as too demanding for others to possibly follow. And so she actually describes sainthood this way. We are all called to be saints. We might as well get over our bourgeois fear of the name. We might also get used to recognizing the fact that there is some of the saint in all of us. Inasmuch as we are growing and putting off the old man and putting on Christ... There is some of the saint, the holy, the divine right there. And that is a sainthood that we all can live by.